0: Welcome into another episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling. Show I'm your host, Sig Daddy. And today we'll mark my first episode of my new series, The Week in Review. This series is going to be more so about the week in review, really. Up until AEW Dynamite on Wednesday. So I'll be covering on this series. It will be Monday Night Raw, NWA Power... And also AEW Dynamite. I'll give you my take and my personal thoughts on each of those shows every week. Can't do SmackDown currently. Just don't have the time, and I'm not. My job keeps me from uh, doing. Well, being able to watch Friday Night SmackDown, but I'll give you three shows that I that I've watched during the week, and I'll give you my take on those review and kind of. Just give me my overall thoughts, really. And then some, Then I'll I'll throw news in here and there on this show. So, but let's get down to business. This week started out with Monday Night Raw. I thought it was an eh. All right, show started pretty hot with the opener with Drew McIntyre finally getting to see his return taking on Ricochet. And that was a pretty enjoyable match. Drew McIntyre being added to the Ric Flair's team on for Crown Jewel, that will probably not be a very good pay-per-view, but hopefully he gets some shine, and hopefully he gets the push that they're reporting he's going to get here. He's been getting a lot of stop-and-start pushes here recently, so I hope he gets the full-on real push for once. So yeah, and then also on that show, it was Aleister Black against just some random dude and it was a squash match. I'm not really into Alistair Black getting squash matches here and there. It's just they dest- kind of destroyed him on SmackDown by just having him talk all the time and not just having him kick butt. It's it's kind of disappointing, and they're still having him wrestle squash matches at this point. It's are they he's going to turn into the Viking Raiders? Here and speaking of the Viking Raiders on this show, it was the Viking Raiders versus Ryder and Hawkins after they won the titles last week. After the Viking Raiders won the titles last week, I just thought it was they did a pretty much a prolongated, elongated, elongated squash, and it was just it's not very interesting to me. Viking Raiders have been doing squash matches forever. Why don't we give them some kind of viable competitors, maybe set up a contender for the? tag titles, even though there's really no legit legitimate tag teams on Raw right now, other than maybe a team I'll mention here in a few minutes, but they're not established enough quite yet. And also on that show, it was Andrade versus Sinkara. I'm happy to see Andrade starting to get a little bit more of a push. He's been kind of lost in the shuffle since the since he was initially brought in up from NXT, Hope he gets more of a push here moving forward. And then this match I really didn't care about. Seth Rollins versus Humberto Carrillo. It was okay. Seth Rollins, the fans just are not into him anymore. They do not give two flying craps. It's he's just his character is a dumpster fire right now, and it's really just it's it's just better for him to go full heel here soon because otherwise there's no repairing this character. It seems like it's going to be Roman Reigns from back from what 2016 where it just it's 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 you got to turn him heel at some point because the the fans just keep keep on turning on him and it's not it's not helping him at all and he, then. Which which brings me to a point. I gotta I gotta go off to a little bit of a sidebar here. He said something in a presser about Kenny Omega saying if he wants to come back, come out of the minor leagues and come up here and uh, for WrestleMania or whether and have a match with me or something along those lines. That was absolutely idiotic. (laughs) I'm sorry. You don't do that, Seth. You you just. I understand you're the company's golden boy right now, but at the same time, just don't say stuff like that. That's the reason why fans are absolutely turning against you, is you say stupid crap like that in public. I don't, not smart, not smart on Seth Rollins' part. And then he has this match coming up at Crown Jewel where it's not let's it can't get stopped no matter what. They're literally just trying to make up for the terrible and absolutely horrific Hell in a Cell finish where it was absolutely a no-finish stoppage, which was uh, which just completely baffles me why they do that inside Hell in a Cell, where it's supposed to be a conclusive end to a feud. And it literally was not. It was, I was I'm not gonna go on anymore on that. But Monday Night Raw did have one other highlight other than the McIntyre Ricochet and Andrade and Sin Cara match. It was the Street Profits against the Good Brothers. The Street Profits were one of the mo- were one of the most overacts in NXT, they're the former NXT Tag Team Champions. They have the solo cups and kind of the hip hop, they got the hip hop music coming out kind of got a lot of swagger and got a lot of charisma. This team as potential to be really big stars and really big players in the tag team division i'm happy they got a win on monday night raw in their debut they main evented in their debut so hopefully that's the company thinking highly of them and hopefully giving them a push sometime here in the near future raw was as over as an overall show was eh, okay nothing Nothing too great. It was it was kind of a it's kind of was kind of a chore to get through. And also there was a Bobby Lashley Rusev angle. I forgot about that. Goodness gracious, that is atrocious. WWE cannot do love angles right. It's just not. And that's an infidelity angle, which makes it even worse. And it's just cringe. Which I guess if they're going for cringe, it works, but it doesn't work for me on that. Yeah, brings me to it brings me to Tuesday where I got to catch NWA Power the third episode of the wrestling show and I got to say I'm I dig the old school feel of NWA Power I was able to catch the first episode some like the tail end of it and then saw most of the second episode but then I got to watch a full episode of NWA Power And, man, boy, do I like the way they set it up, the studio setting, the old-school setup, the old-school-style interviews. And, I I don't know, it's just an enjoyable show, and it's just different. And and it's very hard to be different in the wrestling world today, but, man, they make a different show, and it's very entertaining. It makes the hour fly by. And I got to say, the promos on this show absolutely destroy WWE right now they feel legit the promos feel legit not overly scripted but it just takes you back to the old school days it just makes you feel good and kind of nostalgic but also it's some new school stuff into it and uh, this show it was fairly entertaining a lot of promo work in this show but it was really good promo work and, uh, you know, one of the key player, one of the players now on this uh, new NWA power show on YouTube, it is Aaron Stevens, formerly known as Damian Sandow. And he's got this actor gimmick, his kind of a thespian gimmick where he's kind of an actor and he doesn't, he wants certain little things, people not looking into his eyes and such and... He's very entertaining and very interactive with the crowd, which not a, which not a lot of great mic workers, right, great promo guys, really do. Like he 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 will address the crowd if they're saying something, and he'll make a snarky comeback comment back at it. I really enjoy his work on the mic, also. And then during the show it was marty bell versus crystal rose they had an all right match short kind of a showcase for marty bell and then caleb conley he's got he's got a huge bright future ahead of him i think he i think he could be a player here within the next couple of years if nwa power continues to exist and he's got a bright future got great athletic gimmick and he's got a good look and then Uh, Also on this was kind of a build to a feud with the Dawson's and Eddie Kingston and Homicide. I enjoyed that part of it, kind of the Kingston and Homicide calling him out. And then the Dawson's just saying, hey, we'll fight anybody but you. And then Tim Storm lost his last chance uh, title match against Nick Aldis during uh, the first episode. Well, to close out the first episode of NWA Power. He's kind of like kind of down in the dumps. It looks like he's wanting to kind of quit or give it up. And uh, during this third episode, Eli Drake comes out and trying to tries to kind of pump him up. And is like, oh, let's try to go get these tag team championships. Maybe get get an opportunity at these things. And uh, it's pretty cool. It's kind of Eli Drake kind of leading the old man forward and trying to say, you still got it, man. You're still there. Make Mama Storm proud, as he'd like to say. Uh, but yeah, Tim Storm, 50 I think 54-year-old professional wrestler. He still did a pretty good job against Nick Aldis in that first uh, show for the 10 Pounds of Gold, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. But it, it's been fun. And then I, one thing i got to say about Eli Drake. That dude is a star. That dude cuts he's i gotta say he's got to be one of the best promo guys in wrestling right now he's one of the best talkers he's got a great look very good look i know he had he had a short time with wwe when he was uh at before i think before he went to impact and i i felt when i watched him on impact for a short time that this dude is going to be a star he's got great promo work great look He's a he's got a good move set also and he's just he just feels like he's got he's got that it factor I think to him and he could be I really think he'll be a player here sooner rather than later in NWA maybe not the world championship but one of the other titles that are uh, involved with NWA but he's been very fun to watch and I'm really looking forward to seeing more of him, and he just feel he just fits feel like he fits MWA he fits the old style he fits that old school type atmosphere. I'm just yeah Eli Drake, you gotta look you got to watch some of his promo works if you want to watch back uh NWA power, it's all on YouTube, but yeah, he's very entertaining, very much of a joy to watch also late in this show, it was the Dawsons defeating Eli Drake in Tim Storm. It just and then it just kind of builds on the story of Tim Storm kind of he's kind of on a it's gonna be kind of a redemption tour to get him to get his feet back under him thinking to keep him motivated to keep him believing in himself that he still has it at this age and then it's setting up the Eddie Kingston homicide versus the Dawsons tag team match here in the near future. But NWA power you got to check it out if you're a wrestling fan and you want something different than the WWE and AEW. You don't want the glitz and glam, all the pyro and stuff. Not nothing fancy. And the thing about this NWA show, no entrance music. It just feels old school. And if you're interested, if you're into the old school and maybe haven't seen the old school and kind of want to get an idea of what it is, I'd really recommend NWA Power. And it's just so different than everything else in pro wrestling right now. Which moves me to the last thing I watched this week, which was AEW AEW Dynamite. Uh, I thought it was an alright show. The show started pretty hot with that Lucha Brothers private party opener. Very fun to watch. A little clunky at times, but pretty enjoyable nonetheless. Uh, Dark Order and SCU. These these first two matches were... uh, Tag team semi tournament semifinal matches, which sets up to which the winners of those would go on to will go on to face each other next week on Wednesday on AEW Dynamite on TNT. But yeah, Lucha Brothers private party, very enjoyable match. Lucha Brothers getting the win there, and they'll move on to the semifinals. Very fun match with them. Kind of clunky at times, a little a little sloppy, but. The crowd was very hot and very into that opener. And then Dark Order versus SCU. Uh, really, in this match, the crowd was pretty much dead until uh, Chris Jericho and his uh, inner circle mates showed up later in the match. They were Most people were looking around, and then eventually they got back into the match and then SCU was able to come up with a victory. SoCal and sender, Censored Scorpio Sky and Frankie Gazarian. It was an enjoyable match. Nothing really great. It's just Dark Order. Dark Order's kind of I don't know. They don't, people. I just don't think people are really responding to the gimmick. They got a good boo when they came out, but the crowd was just not into the match at all until really, really late. But uh. It was the right move to get uh, SCU in the finals along with the Lucha Brothers. It's going to be probably a pretty stellar match coming up next week on AEW Dynamite to crown the first ever AEW World Tag Team Champions. And uh, next match on that card was uh, Omega versus Joey Janela. This is kind of a callback from the AEW Dark show. They have on YouTube. He had an unsanctioned match. It was supposedly really, really good. I'll probably have to go check that out here soon. But it was a callback to that. I really enjoyed that one, actually. It was a pretty hard-hitting match. But uh crowd was, of course, they were hot for this. They were hot for most everything on the night. And then later on, there was a Chris Jericho just being his... Just uh, a-hole, pretty much. Uh Cody's trying to cut a promo to talk about his world title match coming up at full gear and uh the first of I think the November 9th if I'm correct. But he's trying to talk about that. But at the inner circle, they have box seats and they just keep blowing these air horns and stuff and just keep distracting Cody and crap. And then Jericho gets on the mic and such and they kind of go back and forth and Cody's like, Oh, there's no invisible line here like there was in WWE. Yada, yada, yada. And then Jericho's like, oh, there's four of us and just uh, one of you. And then proceeding, well, after that, it was first to come out was Dustin, Cody's brother. Then MJF, Michael J- Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And then also a surprise, it was DDP Diamond Dallas Page. They go up there. Jericho and his buddies go hide behind the the glass. Uh, Cody ends up, they Cody, well, they follow him up the stairs to the box seat and uh, Cody gets the scarf from MJF, wraps it around his hand, punched through the glass and then they brawl into the uh, concession stand area and such and then security has to come out and escort them all, escort the R- Cody Rhodes and DDP and Dustin and MJF all out it was a fun little brawl kind of get bringing more emotion to the feud coming up kind of getting people try to get people more excited it's it's gonna be a brawl it's gonna be a brawl hard-fought match fans absolutely love Cody he's just he's I think he's just AEW symbol right now he is the symbol for AEW the standout guy for them but I really enjoyed that brawl between those two uh, kind of factions, and then it was Britt Baker her return to her hometown in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, against Jamie Hayter. It was eh, all right, nothing special. Baker got her win back after she lost to Rio for the AEW World Championship, AEW Women's World Championship. Last week on AEW Dynamite. It was an alright match. Nothing really special. Just gave Britt Baker a win in the home her hometown. The fans were really into her. She still looks very green in the ring. But she doesn't have a whole lot of experience. Due to being in dental school. But uh, she, just give her some TV time. Hopefully she'll get into the thing. Because she's set up to be a really big player moving forward in the AEW women's division and that's one thing I've noticed. AEW's women's division is not very strong right now. Where AEW beats WWE is their tag team division. It's it's miles and miles ahead of WWE's tag team division currently. Their men's division, it's pretty good, I'll say that. It's pretty I think it's they're about on even playing field with their men's division and eight wwe's but the women's division is just it's so lopsided right now they don't have the talent level that wwe has in their women's division rio's their star right now you have really three like viable people three real contenders in that two real contenders in that division right now that have been built up enough and that's well Britt baker nyla rose rio's the champ of course and then where where's awesome kong been that's one person i've been wondering i have not seen her yet on uh, aew shows and they they brought her out during double or nothing but really haven't seen anything from her since i'm just really curious to see what's going on with her and i'd like to see her get on tv because she could be a very good help for the younger women in the aew women's division it could really help kind of put these young up-and-coming ladies women over and then there was a post-match segment with brandy and jamie hater I, I i don't really know what was going on it just felt weird i don't i, I didn't understand what was really going on it was just kind of brandy pointing saying don't touch me or something like that i don't know that was just kind of an odd segment but and then uh the main event was Mox versus Pack. This kind of was built off of last week's tag match between Mox. Mox and Pa John Moxley and Pack were tag team partners as they were taking on Hangman Page. And let me think. I'm trying to remember who they faced. Hangman Page and uh Oh, Kenny Omega, Oh, of course. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page against Pac and John Moxley. Moxley it, it turned on Pac by the end of the match, so it set up this match for this week. It was a pretty enjoyable main event. I, I liked the match quite a bit, and I really liked the finish, actually. The finish was smart. And I like that they do time limit finishes in AEW because they did TV time remaining on this. And they count down the TV time as it goes to zero. And then it went to zero as Jon Moxley hits the Dirty Deeds or the double-armed DDT and pins pack with less than 10 seconds left and pack kicks out at 2 but it was a fun match i'd love to see more of it really and but this keeps both guys strong fans don't fans don't like it but this is, makes sense in the fact that it keeps both guys strong without giving these two guys a loss and i thought this was a pretty solid show overall for AEW i think they had a they had a better show about a week or two ago so i think just, they just need to build those stories with the tag teams and such but i think they're they're getting there they're getting there they're just in their infancy of this company they're starting to get i think they're starting to get their footing and i i, I can see where they're going with certain stories like the lucha brothers and scu that was set up from the get go for the tag championships but I, I just don't really understand the omega janella thing not the Omega Janelle thing. It's just feel like certain matches are getting thrown together every week. And there's not really any rhyme or reason to go along with them. If you get what I mean, but I thought it was a decent show. I would probably say that was the best show of the week. That was the best show of the week. AEW Dynamite, uh, followed by NWA Power. And then Monday Night Raw. It was, it was an okay, it was nothing special this week really in wrestling. I think AEW keeps putting out solid outings, and WWE keeps on doing the, the same stupid stuff that they keep doing week in and week out. Nothing's different. They focus way too much on terrible angles like the Rusev-Bobby Lashley angle with Lana. That is absolutely stupid. And they continuously to keep keep doing squash matches on television with these guys that need to beat viable competitors, like Alistair Black, he's—it's not going to do him any good to have these squash matches for forever. And then Viking Raiders—they had—they've had already had a three thousand squash matches, and I don't know what they're doing with. Uh, speaking of Viking Raiders, we've seen AOP promos these last few weeks, and I have no idea what they're doing. No idea what they're doing. I just don't get it with WWE right now. And they're kind of in flux because they got they switched uh, I think executive director on SmackDown. They gave it to Bruce Pritchard instead of Eric Bischoff. And it's kind of supposedly the morale is down in WWE right now. Especially with SmackDown because they've lost millions of viewers in the last... They lost over a million viewers from week one to week two and then... It's been kind of a downhill trend and I, I I gotta say this, but man, what are they doing with these? I don't I just don't like the idea of putting combat sports competitors in the professional wrestling world and it, this is mainly Tyson Fury. It's just absolutely stupid in my opinion. What's the point? This is—I I get it—that they're it's this cash grab for crown jewel. They gotta make a big deal at the expense of Braun Strowman's whatever momentum he has left, because it's all in all likelihood he's gonna lose to Tyson Fury for some odd reason. And it's just—it's not what I want to see in my professional wrestling anymore. I don't care about these all one-off appearances. And then hopefully Cain Velasquez, like he said, he signed a WWE contract. But please, I read this somewhere, but do not make this an MMA versus MMA fight pro wrestling style. Because I watched Cain Velasquez on Raw throw working punches on uh, Shelton Benjamin. And man, did they look awful. Just let's have Cain Velasquez actually show his uh, professional wrestling acumen, like his high-flying stuff that he's been doing in AAA and such, instead of having him have a MMA fight wrestling match with Brock Lesnar, which I just have a bad feeling it's going to be an absolute train wreck. But some enjoyable wrestling this week, nonetheless, with... AEW and NWA mostly both NWA Power and AEW Dynamite putting on some decent matches good shows Not nothing like fantastic but it's different from what WWE is producing especially NWA Power but yeah I definitely recommend you go out and see go take, take time out of your schedule to see NWA Power it airs Tuesday nights at 6pm on YouTube it's kind of an odd time but I kind of enjoy it Gives me enough time before I go to bed to, uh, well, gives me enough time after I watch it to actually have an evening after it. But yeah, uh, enjoyable weekend wrestling. Nothing special though, but uh, coming up next week, I'll have another weekend review going over each of these three shows. Get ready for that because I'll have those week in and week out every Thursday morning, that's the plan and then coming up here in about a week and a about what a week and a half or so not just over a week, it'll be Crown Jewel the WWE pay-per-view taking place in Saudi Arabia, I'll, I'll give you my grades, highlights and such on those paper, that pay-per-view but this will be the content, some of the content moving forward, the weekend review, I'll have that up every Thursday like I mentioned and it should be fun. I, I enjoy watching wrestling so much, and I just like to kind of let you know what my thoughts are, what I'd recommend for you to go out and see, and kind of take in. But but before I go, make sure to follow me on all the platforms, Twitter and Facebook at Sig Daddy Wrestle. Also. Subscribe to the podcast on each of these platforms if you haven't already. Podbean, YouTube, Spotify, and also Apple Podcast. Until next time, this is Sig Daddy signing off. Thank you all for listening. And so long, everybody.